Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Salerno. Alongside me is my brother, Tyler, and our good friend, Logan. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again, and uh, happy holidays. I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, holiday season is right around the corner, and it's a great time to be a gamer. Lots of good stuff. Video game, <clears throat> excuse me, video game awards just uh, just rolled out, so we know what the the, the best game right. of the year is apparently, or games <laughs> of the year, and all their nominees. We had a whole episode about it uh, last week, and I highly recommend you you check it out. We we go bit by bit every single award and t- and talk about kind of our impressions of it. But we have a special guest today, Logan. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name's Logan. Um, known Tyler forever since we were kids. Um, I work in the games industry. Uh, so I have been playing games my whole life, basically, and been a big fan of all sorts of different games, from console games to PC games and everything in between. Um, yeah. And studied computer science in college and uh, was lucky enough to kind of land my first job in the games industry at Blizzard Entertainment uh, when I graduated. Uh, I work for Riot now, um, so working on on esports, um, some of the supporting stuff around like LOL and Valorant and and those kind of things, um, building websites and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I do now. But uh, yeah, excited to talk about games and and everything in between. So. Awesome. Yeah, no, we're super excited to have Logan. We've uh, definitely mentioned, uh, very uh, hinted at him in the past and wanting to get him here for to talk because he has a really great wealth of knowledge, both in the industry and as a gamer himself. So uh, I, I'm, I'm super excited. This is a special episode. We're you know hoping we can weasel uh, Logan and steal <laughs> some away some of his time for future episodes. Um, so yeah, we're super excited to have him. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Thanks for having Let's, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very humble <laughs> introduction to someone who has a really cool background and we are <laughs> certainly hoping to to pull you back into multiple episodes and i think we're going to have probably an entire episode just around your your career and um picking your brain and and just you know getting all, as much information out of you as we can um, <laughs> sure yeah happy to. <laughs> but we'll, we'll warm up with this episode so not to <laughs> throw everything at you all at once um, and if anybody has any questions for Logan, you can go to pixelatedrealms.org slash ask and, and drop a few questions. And that's a great place for, for us to, that's where we look it up. So if you have questions for him, that's where we, we want yeah, you to Yeah, happy go. to answer any, uh, any questions from, from the fans or for any of you guys. Yeah, happy to yeah. talk about it for sure. Cool. So real quick, we're going to do some brief housekeeping. Today is our last episode for the holiday. We'll be back after oh boy i should have looked this up let me see the <laughs> to do not the fir- not the first second seventh the ninth the ninth well we record on sunday right but okay so we will be back the ninth so we're going to be skipping the next two episodes so we can enjoy the holiday just like you're going to be and we hope everybody has a great time and that's it for housekeeping i don't believe we have anything else so we're going to go ahead and move on in so Let's just start off. What are you guys playing? We haven't really talked about that in a little bit. We talked about yeah. the Game Awards the last two episodes. So what's going on? It's true. I mean, the Game Awards was a lot to talk about. Um, so, uh, But in the meantime, I've been playing a lot, actually. Uh, it, it, since it is uh, kind of 
game release season uh, leading up to the holidays, I always get overwhelmed myself. Um, I end up buying like six or seven games and then sit there trying to like shuffle my way through <laughs> playing them all. So that is what I'm currently doing. Um, but um, more, more importantly, uh, what have I been playing? I mean, I went ahead and picked up Avatar Frontiers of Pandora uh, last week uh, on a whim, and I gotta say, I have no regrets. It has been an extremely uh, enjoyable uh, Avatar, James Cameron, Pandora experience. Um, You know, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but, you know, although mechanically that game doesn't really do anything new, it's kind of like a Far Cry Primal experience, your typical Ubisoft experience. you know, RPG experience. Uh, As long as they slapped that mechanical structure over a beautiful and breathtaking Pandora setting, I was going to be happy with that game. So uh, on my end, it's been exactly what I needed and exactly what I I was hoping for. Uh, I know a couple people might have been like disappointed, uh, um, but frankly, uh, if I got myself an Ekron and I'm flying around Pandora in this beautiful open world, I mean, what else do I have to ask for? So I've yeah. been having a lot of fun doing that. That sounds awesome. I totally have been meaning to pick that up. Like I'm down with just a cookie cutter like RPG, like Ubisoft game in Pandora. It is co-op, like, by the way. It oh, is that's co-op. awesome. Oh. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, definitely on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I know you've been playing something, Logan, and uh, uh, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'm eternally a WoW gamer. So I I play WoW Classic. Uh, I run a raiding guild on Wrath of the Lich King. Um, so we're getting through Ice Crown Citadel right now. Um, but I've been playing a ton of the the new season of Discovery as well. Yeah, uh, and that's been a lot of fun. It's been super interesting uh, because they didn't have uh, PTR Public Test Realm uh, for Season of Discovery. Yeah, basically all the new stuff they added to the game like had to be discovered by players. So it's been really cool watching them kind of balance the game in real time. Uh, they're basically hot fixing the game like every single day and changing wow. and tweaking things, which is amazing, honestly, for for an MMO. Um, so it's been really fun. I'm leveling my uh, third character right now and <laughs> getting through the raid and stuff. It's it's been super cool. Uh, I know you played a little bit too, Tyler. Um, yeah, kind of fell off a little bit. <laughs> I know that's my my gaming. Uh, uh... ADHD there for you. Um, but I mean, just from, you know, from, for, for maybe some of our listeners who don't, you know, haven't played WoW or don't play WoW, you know, cla- the classic WoW experience has been so, um, how do we want to put this, you know, te- tried and tested, right? People have a very good idea of what works and what doesn't work in that game. And, and, you know, when as some, you know, uh, <laughs> A lot of my WoW experience does come along with my friend here, Logan. Uh, so I, uh, I'm glad to have him here because he's he's uh, someone I've played a great deal of, of World of Warcraft with. And the th- cool thing about Season of Discovery is that it flips all of that on its head. And mm-hmm. I think it's really fun for players like you, players like me, and you know, players uh, who are you know who have spent incredible amounts of time on this game to be able to re kind of it it felt like it was day one you know it felt like it was christmas (laughs) and we we got to play this interesting game again i know i spent like several hours running around trying to find a hunter ruin because i just couldn't do it i just couldn't figure out where they needed me to go and and i was like this is great like and i thought it was super funny in the chat how people would be like hey where's this cave and people would be like find it yourself (laughs) (laughs) i was like it's season of discovery figure it out so like even the community was kind of like in on it like 
no, mm-hmm. you don't get to just like ask and, and figure it out. Like you have to go find it yourself. So yeah, no, that um, was the meme. Like as we were doing the raid and just wiping on bosses over and over again, it's like we're discovering. We don't want to discover. Oh, we discovered he has a wipe mechanic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could talk about WoW all day long. So uh, I know you guys talked about season of discovery a little bit already. So I don't want to like uh, you know spend too much time going over it. But uh, yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a blast. Like, yeah, maybe we'll have awesome. a whole episode on WoW. <laughs> I, I, well, I days, definitely, yeah. yeah, I definitely have a whole talk podcast. About WoW. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's seriously. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Season of Discovery seems to have been a success so far. Really fun. Um, I'm definitely not saying that because I play Hunter and Hunters were really overpowered for a minute. But uh, <laughs> it's a uh, uh, really been I, an interesting experience, and I, I look forward to like following it and continuing to talk about it. I have a question as somebody who doesn't play WoW anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So WoW Classic, the whole point, right, is that they it's it doesn't have all the new uh features that that retail has right it doesn't have mm-hmm. all of the the changes to the skill sets it has it's supposed to be kind of pure and original yeah. so how much of this does it feel like like at what point are they changing the game too much and what point um yeah. is it is it just a modification or an actual like feature change right because at what point does, does i guess the the crux of my question comes down to is at what point does wild WoW classic split from retail and it just becomes two retails yeah so like that's the eternal question of like uh do people want changes, right? And Blizzard has been very like adamantly no changes to Classic for a long time, um, basically since they released Classic in 2019. But I think as like a longtime fan of the game, like it was obvious the things that needed to be changed in mm-hmm. in Classic WoW. Um, there was a lot of things that people wanted changes to even in 2019 that like were overwhelmingly popular, and Blizzard didn't change them. Um, and I agree with you, like, in, in a lot of ways, Season of Discovery is very weird and wacky and out there, like, rogues being tanks and warlocks being tanks. But uh, I think it's a fun experience, right? And whether it has legs at, at level 60 or they do, like, another Season of Discovery type thing afterwards um, will be interesting. I think Blizzard has said that this is kind of like a testing ground for what they're calling Classic Plus, which is basically, right. like, adding new content onto the Classic base game, uh, mm-hmm. which I think would be super interesting. but. Um, I'm personally stoked on changes, like uh, at least in this version of WoW. Like, I still want there to be a true classic vanilla experience to go back to. Um, but I think this is a fun yeah. playground, basically, to, to yeah. try mm-hmm. out new ideas. And and I totally agree with that. I think it's very. Um, I think when it came to like what distinguishes the classic feel compared to the retail kind of like updates that people a lot of that it comes from like very big structural changes like group finders or you know like being able to like sell wow tokens like there's there's definitely certain things that are more strongly in that bucket in the player base than are certain other things and so like you know they did make like like logan was saying they did make changes to classic wow and most of those changes were overwhelmingly requested by the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the one that sticks out to me the most is adjusting how world buffs work because that was such a big deal in the classic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they made that change, no, very few people were standing up and being like, you're ruining my classic experience because it was just such a obvious change that needed to be made you know um so it really it there's kind of two buckets there's the everyone kind of agrees upon it on changes bucket there's the and then there's the don't touch this you know you're gonna ruin mm-hmm. my experience bucket um and then maybe a third bucket that says well what can we add that still feels like this classic experience and i think yeah. that's where season of discovery fits in uh it it's 
everything they've added is, I mean, albeit they're large changes, it's not like a structural change that would make someone go, oh, this is just like retail now. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. still true to the classic experience. Um, it, it, it's it's very encouraging. I, I think it's really cool. I, I think this is a smart way to do it because they just don't know how that the success is going to roll out and kind of how people are going to respond. So instead of being like, okay, we have a three-year plan and this is WoW Plus, WoW Classic Plus, they're just kind of like, okay, let's take it slow. Let's let let's let the community be the PTR testers mm-hmm. uh, and, and the QA testers and, and just see what happens. And I, I, I'm glad it's working out so far. Yeah. And it's actually been fun. I convinced a couple of my buddies in real life who don't play, uh, don't have never played WoW to, to give season of discovery a shot and they're having fun with it. I think it like takes a different mindset to play classic WoW than you kind of approach more modern games with. It's much more slower paced and, you know, you put on a movie while you do some quests, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's been fun watching a new player, like, experience WoW for the first time and, you know, watching them, like, read quest texts until, like, level 15 <laughs> until I tell them they can turn it off and, you know, all those things. It's funny. So, uh, Alex, I think you should definitely uh, give it a shot. It's, it's yeah. a great game. <laughs> Drug dealer over here. I yeah, got seriously. a little bit of meth. Do you want to try it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can be convinced. I'm a little overwhelmed with retail, admittedly. I did play Dragonflight when it first came out, and just the amount of stuff that I feel like I had to catch up to was was extremely overwhelming, um, especially if I didn't have the the 60 progression boost. Yeah. So Because I, I had that on one character, and then when I tried to build the second character and you start from scratch and you have to kind of rush through some of the past expansions, it felt overwhelming as hell. And I was just like, oh, like as somebody who doesn't play this constantly, I was like, it was it was like drowning in information. So mm-hmm. I could be I could be persuaded for into classic, but I think Emily would be upset. And my friend Dustin would be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Who's also <laughs> been on the show because he knows how much like how addicting it is. Well, yeah. we know you would have to drop your destiny addiction in that case. Never. So that's never going to happen. Oh, I do both. You could play both. <laughs> yeah. I do both. <laughs> actually, the thing with destiny is like, I feel like I can actually knock out like an entire seasons of destiny content in like a month. So like I could do like I could play destiny and I do this a lot is I'll play destiny and then I'll stop for months until they drop like mm-hmm. a new content boost or there's some item I want and I want to grind it out or something like that. But I feel like I can step away from destiny and come back to it. Um, yeah. As opposed to like WoW, where I feel like you, it's it's like a it's a constant grind. Yeah, I mean, if you want to like be the best, it is. <laughs> I guess if you I want guess. that Thunder Fury, you we'll know, like, it could be the the season of discovery salesperson right now and tell you that it's like <laughs> banded at different level caps, and so it's actually yeah, great for pacing out play and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I should at this point. Yeah, sold a couple subscriptions a... myself. <laughs> but that's the cool thing, right? I, it's like tw- level twenty five, and like for players yeah. like Logan, like that's easy to get to, man. Like I'll I'll take a weekend to get a couple a character or two to level 25 so that ability to like slowly roll things out i think is really fun and and also Mm -hmm. kind of puts the brakes on the wow community hey guys this one's not a rush this is not a fight to 60 uh i was there on launch hour uh it was thousands of players sitting in in various starting zones i mean it was just chaos pure chaos um 
So yeah, I, I like mm-hmm. this whole non-rushed approach. Like, hey, I like that too. Relax. I, I, yeah, yeah I don't like to feel rushed by a video game, and maybe that's because I'm getting old. But it's <laughs> like I like to feel like I can take my time exploring and investigating, and really like getting the meat of a game. And I mean, still not feeling bored, but like I don't feel like I'm behind. Like within a week, you know, like, totally. it's like oh, I I I skipped this week because I have a life. And now I'm like a month behind in content, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> not like a survival game where you skip a weekend and then you're home and all the work you put into something is destroyed by some dinosaur in arc. Or something. Speaking of destroyed, I, I wanted to talk about this. Did anybody play the day before? Oh, <laughs> my no. God. Oh, my not, God. Right? Oh, what oh if, podcast to... listeners, I I don't I, even know I've, what to say. I've been wanting to talk about this so bad because I think on literally I think our first episode, yes. I had put that as mm-hmm. one of my most anticipated games. Yep. And that was before it had been kind of confirmed as vaporware. And then it just went downhill from there. And I've just like watching this thing crumble the entire way through and and just kind of like laughing because Between, it's like I- yeah. They're sh- they've been shooting themselves in the foot from the beginning, and I don't know if this was mismanagement or if they were trying. I I I I really don't think they were trying to screw anybody on purpose. I think it was just mismanagement, yeah. and just bad decisions along the process. I mean, who could say, right? We we yeah, don't really right, know, right? Exactly. But, yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, the 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 day before is this zombie survival MMO slash live service game. Nobody knows anymore because they keep deleting the tags, but. Basically, it was this zombie game, third-person shooter, that you would have your character, and you were trying to survive, and it was, like, multiplayer online, and it looked very promising. It was the number one wishlisted game when it was announced on Steam, and then people started to realize, oh, this trailer is actually a copy of another trailer from another game that almost shot for shot. Oh, I'm starting to realize that a lot of these assets that were used were store-bought from the Epic Store. Not a problem, but all of these things combined started to build this picture of, like, it seems like they're faking these videos. And then they were like, no, 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 no. We swear it's real. And everyone's like, all right, maybe, maybe we're just giving them a hard time. Then... They delayed the game, and they're like, hey, we're switching on a, our engine to Unreal Engine, which is, by the way, not, like, a small thing. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, that seems like a, like, for delaying, like, three months, that seems like a pretty massive change. And then they're like, oh, we lost um, copyrights to the name of the game to some calendar app on the App Store. And and so they delayed it again. And then, they and by the way, there was only, like, one trailer, so they never, like, announced anything else. And then, so everyone's, like, at this point, we're like, uh, this game is not coming out. And then finally, when the the date of the last time that they said that it was coming out finally came, they released it as a preview game. It came out in an awful state. Like, no enemies. The game was buggy as hell. Barely ran. Not um, an MMO. Not an MMO. And they went and redacted all of their past, like, saying to be like, we never said it was an MMO. And they went and erased all of these previous things edited their previous posts that had anything to say mmo or yeah nice and then what's the crown achievement on top of all this yeah and then with i I don't want to say it was like two or two days after maybe three days days. it was four Four days days. four days they closed the studio because they didn't have enough sales they were really hoping that they could float off of the goodwill of people but people were like hey this had never had any goodwill (laughs) and it went down this is i mean 
This I, I, is I'm going down hear... in history, folks. Like this Seriously. is this is in a the... big blunder. <laughs> this is I'm having trouble thinking of another time. I, this has got to be the biggest failure of a large. I mean, yeah. small indie whatever stuff aside. Like as far as like a big reveal and what I'm assuming is you know probably some serious money behind. Like this has got to be one of the biggest yeah. blunders in the gaming industry. I've got to agree, and, like, folks, like, I can't even compare this to, like, other disappointments like No Man's Sky, because they continued. They kept fighting, man. I mean, I gotta give major props to, uh, uh, it's, was it Hello Games? Right? Hello yep. Games? Uh, their team for sticking it out for ten whole years, and releasing content patch after content patch. Uh, they, d- uh, at, at least when they promised something and they didn't deliver, they followed through. This is the exact opposite. They pr- this team clearly did not have what it takes to produce a game of this level. Um, just yeah. from various things that we've seen, uh, I I don't I don't want to make a judgment whether this was a scam or not. I think we all realize in actuality it has become a scam. Uh, whether that was their intention or not, you know that's that's something we just won't know until. You know they write books about this, but and in all intents and purposes, they did create a scam, though, right? They promised something that they couldn't deliver. They uh, obviously weren't prepared to release a game of this caliber, um, mm-hmm. and they knew that at some point, which is what caused all the delays, right? They tried to recover, um, and in the end, they knew they couldn't recover. They knew they were going to shut down the studio or at least be extremely negative, and so they just released the game just to see who would buy it. And to me, I can't. That's nasty. I mean, I I understand that you have to release whatever product you have, but this is like, oh man, what's a bad analogy? Like it's like breaking the chandelier and then just putting it in the box to see if anyone will buy it. You know, yeah, and, and and it it's like I wish kind of Dustin was here for this one because um, Logan, I don't know if you've ever met Dustin, but he is a PR director mm-hmm. for in the video game industry. So I'd love to see like his his kind of view of optics on this one but it's like uh, people are very like video game community is generally very forgiving if you don't lie the minute you lie though they go for the throat and so it's like if they would have just come out and been like hey listen this game is nowhere near where we wanted it we have this vision for it but we're gonna take time what we need is to come out we're gonna release a beta or even an alpha or whatever early access and we are going to slowly build it up but we need money to do that like if they were just like very frank about it the gaming community have been like yeah okay here's money look at star citizen it's like this piece of shit game and people keep pumping money into it because they're like hey we're we our vision our vision we're gonna get there we're gonna get there funded game in history (laughs) honestly we need like a south park episode about star citizen where it's just like the the star citizen creators are just like a bunch of douchebags who are like for the next like 300 years are fundraising for the and star citizen ends up becoming a billion dollar industry of just fundraising but there's never ever a game that would be the best south park episode ever it'd be so funny yeah (laughs) i'm looking at the the developer of the day before it's fantastic fantastic yeah and they're a russian company and they are they they, i've actually played one of their previous games which is called the wild eight um and it was actually pretty fun I, it yeah. was fun i i never played radiant one which is another one and then prop night okay. i've heard of but never played those are the three games they've officially released okay so it's like they've actually put games out before wow they're not like 
this isn't like their first game they ever put out and they're just like screwing everyone over. Um, they just like overcommitted. They just failed. Yeah. yeah they I just, mean, if yeah. you look at base mm-hmm. games, like as soon mm-hmm. as you like, mm-hmm. the, like yeah. exactly. Uh, and <laughs> really found that out the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> especially a multiplayer game, a 3D game with realistic graphics. Like, there's so many things that scale, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That I mean, it's it's an paralyzingly large amount of work, but still, I mean, can't yeah. promise if you can't deliver, my friends. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, with talking about promises and delivering. Before we hop into our kind of main topic today, uh, I gotta say, guys, I got a chance to play the Skull and Bones closed beta. Yes, I wanted to hear about that. Okay, so... I haven't, we haven't talked about it, so I'm curious. Okay, so for, for our viewership, um, Skull and Bones has, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong while I talk, so Skull and Bones has been announced, it was announced seven years ago, I want to say. Um it is a it is from some of the developers at Ubisoft who worked on Assassin's Creed Black Flag. That was the initial initial pitch for this game, right? Hey, we took all the people who did such a great job with Black Flag and we put them on this new IP called Skull and Bone. Uh I think it's Skull and Bone. I don't think it's Skull and Bones. Skull and really? Bone. Um and uh we're gonna create this, you know, amazing new IP that is, you know, launching off of the success of Assassin's Creed Black Flag and the pirate mechanics we created. It is everyone bones. it is bones. Okay. Um so everyone and their mom who liked Assassin's Creed Black Flag was like, heck yeah, you know, I'll hop on that boat. Uh so no problem there. Uh then time went on, right? We wait, we wait, we wait. Uh what was it? You know, four or five years in, we start hearing bad things, right? The game's delayed. Uh we lost a creative director at one point. At multiple points, I believe they lost some some pretty big leadership. So nothing good was coming out. We just kept hearing like, "Oh, this is happening. This is happening." Shifts and this and this and that. Um, so as pessimistic gamers as we are, we started a, as a community think like, "Okay, this game might not ever happen." Um, but they persisted. They kept releasing like little snippets and teasers and trailers, um, and insisting that the game was going to be coming out in a year or two years. Uh, and, you know, I, I got to admit, personally, I was at this point where I'm like, you might want to just let it die because it sounds like it's just not together. It's not going to meet the expectations. So wrap around to this year's Game Awards. We get another trailer, Skull and Bones. Uh, it's coming out. We promise uh, it's happening. Come and play the closed beta. Come and play. Um, so I've been I, I was early signed up for the beta. I did get in this weekend. Uh so I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. I love pirate games, huge pirate game fan. Um let's do it. Let's see what everyone's mm-hmm. saying. A lot of the reactions I was seeing on Reddit uh were pretty negative. People were digging into it. And so, you know, as it goes and as why we have a podcast channel, I wanted to make my own opinion. Um so I downloaded the closed beta, um, I got into the game. I just got to tell you, everyone, uh, it seemed fine at first. Like, I I, got to give some credit where it's due. When I read bad reviews, or maybe this is just my own bias, when I read bad reviews, I always expect the worst. Um, And so when I went into this game, I was expecting it to be pretty hairy. Um, You get into the game, you start uh, in a bit of a story mode, you get familiar with the boats and and shooting. Um, But then it takes on a very like ubisoft open world approach if you've ever played any of the assassin's creed games or far cry (laughs) games 
they just give you a boat and they're like, hey, man, now you're a starting pirate. Go make your reputation. Go, you know, go do your thing. And I was impressed with that. I did not think that game was actually going to be going that direction. I thought they were going to stick to multiplayer ship battling fun. Like Sea right? of Thieves or something? Kind of. on Almost like uh, any of my pirate game fellows, uh, Black Wake, right? Where it's really just a multiplayer lobby and everyone's just mm-hmm. shooting each other. And, and I thought that was, I thought that was the approach. The 3v3 but the, to see them have this open world reputation like build up um where you can you know obviously customize your ship get new ships there's different factions right there's different seas um <laughs> i i personally did not think they were going to go that direction so um my initial playthrough i thought it it was pretty solid i i i don't want to say it was perfect it wasn't perfect uh you you, there's no um what's the word i'm looking for there's no uh seamless transition between your character on a boat and on land it is a loading screen and it's quite interesting yeah that that is a weird decision especially given that black flag had the seamless transition and sea of thieves and sea of thieves so there's a few things that stand out and and some comments that i was writing down to tell the developers like hey you know uh i understand there's probably a hundred reasons why you have to do it like this but in contrast to current games this seems weird you know like not having a seamless transition but i'm willing to look past that as long as there's a, a fun gameplay loop and but now i got to get to something a little bit less uh, positive. So I was the uh, idiot who found a soft lock in the demo. And I uh, softlocked myself out of my ability to continue playing the closed beta. And I'll tell you how. Uh, and Ubisoft, if you're watching, please note. Uh, so uh, in classic video game storytelling, uh, you, you, the, the first quest is you, you, destroy some ships right or you're responsible for being part of a shipwreck and so you go and loot them and then you go to a new higher level area and as soon as i got into that new higher level area i stop at town and they introduce me to a vendor who has things to sell me and i was like cool i'm going to sell the stuff in my storage that i have and i'm gonna buy some cool stuff so that's what i did i sold my goods and i bought uh you know what the vendor had for me Little did I know that the next campaign quest that I needed to do required that those items that I just sold to the NPC. And you can't buy so, it back. And you cannot buy it back. <laughs> so I required uh, rusty nails and like rusted boards or something to create the tool that was going to allow me to make a boat with cannons. But oh, so you can't even sink another ship. Because to get this stuff? I I couldn't do that. I had a small dinghy boat and a spear, which cannot kill any other boats. Thus, I was locked out of it because I could not get the materials I needed to get the boat I needed to get the materials I needed. Rip. And thus, yeah, I created a soft lock. Yeah, yeah. And I was I spent like an hour or more trying to like salvage off of other people's wrecks like i was trying everything and i could not get the items oh. uh, so yeah ubisoft okay. if you're listening hey uh maybe take a That's look at fun. that yeah <laughs> i mean i'm as somebody who's played like 100 plus hours of sea of thieves probably hundreds of hours of sea of thieves like i'm definitely interested in this game 
Um, I mean, Sea of Thieves came out in a pretty plain state as well, and 100%. is no longer the game that it was when it launched. And you Absolutely. know, if they this game, I would say is pseudo live service. So if they are are going to continue to update it and and you know content drop for it, I mean, I'm definitely interested as long well, I, as it's not like yeah. a disgusting state of bugs and just like core mechanics are awful. I'll stick it out. Yeah, that's not really what I was getting. I heard, I saw some criticism, people saying like, "Oh, there's no waves," and I was like, "I, I don't know. There was waves. I saw I saw waves." Um, it's a little bit different in the way that you shoot. So if you remember in Black Flag, you would turn your controller to a certain direction, right? You'd hold left trigger, that would show you're aiming for your left cannons or whatever. And then you hit right trigger and you'd fire off. Oh, and I see. Th- you you fire from the from the while steering the ship. In this case, yes. Because like I'm thinking of Sea of Thieves, where it's like you have to run to no, the cannon. No, no, no. It's more and you bla- aim the cannon. It's more black flag. So it, I'm a PC player. So when I hit right click, it gives me the prompt for my cannons. But as I 360 degree rotate, it actually automatically changes which cannons. So if I mm. if I look left, I get my left my port side cannons. If I look forward, I get my two forward guns. If I look right, I get my right side cannons and back. Mm. And it's seamless. So you can have all four people kind of fire really quickly if you're if you're fast at it mm-hmm. um and i also saw some criticisms about that people are like oh i don't like this and i'm like i, I don't know what, yeah. what else were you <laughs> expecting um so um mechanically it felt fine i mean i'm not i'm i'm my cool. interest is peaked i i am very interested another thing that was actually really surprising is there was other uh players in the world it had an mm-hmm. mmo atmosphere um mm-hmm. i hesitate by calling it an mmo but it's kind of live d- service right it's live i mean what do you even what do we even call that right where i'm clearly placed into a server with other players but it's like an instant space multiplayer right i'm not forced to interact with them but i can interact with them so that was another surprise on my end i was not expecting that from uh skull and bones i thought it was going to be a, either a single player experience or a multiplayer experience not a mm-hmm. Uh, a joined kind of thing so i don't know folks i to, i'll be perfectly honest i have a heavy bias for pirate games i love the pirate atmosphere um you know so but i think we should all be on the lookout for this i think it might be worth getting check uh watch your reviews see what happens i'll probably be playing it but yeah, ubisoft um, send yeah. us a license key yeah uh, ubisoft <laughs> the only fun fact i have about skull and bones i haven't played it myself um, yeah but apparently that game was in development hell because of like all sorts of you know classic reasons like studio head leaving and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. uh, i guess they were forced to release that game because they had a 120 million dollar contract with the government of singapore um and so they were basically like forced to make the game no i don't know the exact details i think put out an article about it a while ago that i read take place in singapore is that why I think uh, uh, Ubisoft uh, Singapore yeah. Yeah. probably built a, a studio Uh-oh. in Singapore, and yeah. then they mm-hmm. were the studio that, that made the game. But yeah, that's that why the sense. game uh, basically came out after being stuck in, in hell, probably way past when any other AAA dev would would have dropped uh, development on it. Um, but yeah, wow. kind of crazy. That's great that information. Uh, yeah. That's, and and that's, one thing I do want to note, when you launch the game, it shows about... I want to say it was every single Ubisoft studio across the globe. Like it says yeah. Ubisoft Singapore, Ubisoft Montreal, oh, Ubisoft like the, the yeah, every screen. single and, and like a thousand of them were like I was like I didn't even know they had a Ubisoft in Dubai or you know so like it was like they it was a collective effort of more studios than I've ever seen. And to me that was kind of a red flag, right? I mean you you two would know more about it than me, but once you have like 10 different 
studios involved like how do you actually produce anything right yeah well it's very interesting and i can't wait to see like how we change our tune in the future about this and whether or not it's positive or negative direction or just the same i don't know um, but let's move on because we're most of the way through our episode and I want to get to our holiday gift guide. Um, but before we dive in, we really appreciate those who follow and subscribe to us. So we post a new episode every Tuesday at 8 a.m. East Coast time uh, on podcast services and YouTube. So you can find us also on Instagram, threads, and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. Now, that's the best way you can support us and we really appreciate it. Also, if you go to pixelatedrealms.org slash ask that's a s k you can leave a comment concern reviews questions whatever anything we'll see it and we'll bring it up next time um at the end of the show so please if you have any questions for us if you have any questions for logan if you have any questions for dustin or if you want us to talk about a topic anything feel free to go to pixelatedrealms.org slash ask okay that's out of the way. So let's go ahead and talk about our holiday gift guide. So yes. the holidays are obviously coming up. And for those who are into gaming, what what do we get? So I figured we were going to yeah. do round robin. Um, we posted a list okay. in our in our chat, but let's yeah. just kind of go around and you guys can pick which one you want to talk about. And sure. um, let's only do let's try and let's try not to overdo it. Let's just do a couple minutes. Sure. Item. So cool. um, all right, you first, Alex. Me first. Yep. Um, so I, I actually wanted to start with kind of a, a, a vanilla thing, but um, I wanted to highlight the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So if if the gamer in your life is, has either a PC or an Xbox, the Xbox, and they don't have an Xbox Game Pass subscription, they you can buy a gift card. It's ten bucks a month, so you can get like a three month pass or a six month pass or, or whatever. Um, but that gives them a a entire vault of video games to access and the value that that you get for that is just insane it's like buying a thousand video games for somebody so if you know somebody in in your life that likes video games uh you can't go wrong and even if they have game pass getting that gift card will extend their subscription so it's just like a great maybe even a stocking stuffer at that point like it's just it's such a great value yeah, I got to um, double yeah. down on that one, too. I, I think sometimes people are afraid to give out, like, Steam gift cards or Xbox gift cards. Uh, don't be afraid. It the, the the gamer in your life is going to love that. You just gave them thousands of games that are constantly updating. Um, it is it is exciting. I know it might not feel like it is, but um, it's a great gift. It gives them the opportunity to play whatever they like when they want to play it. Um, a great gift idea. Um, and the, they've just been expanding it. It's just been a, a mm-hmm. really great project. I gotta give big props to the Xbox and Microsoft teams for what they've been doing with, with mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah, Pass. actually, incredible value. Totally plus yeah. one. Cool. Want me to take the next one here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I'm going to share a um, a gift that I actually want. Yeah. Haha. Um, because I just thought it was such a great um, device. Uh, all of my Switch players out there, uh, I know we love uh, to play on the go, which is you know part of the amazing aspects of the Switch. But if you're like me and you have big gorilla monster adult hands, uh, you have a hard time gripping the small uh, Joy-Cons that come with the Nintendo Switch. Um, so what I'm actually recommending is a Nintendo Switch Split Pad Pro ergonomic controllers. And these are uh, Joy-Cons that have a full hand grip 
on them. And so you can play your Switch in handheld mode uh, while still having that ergonomic, uh, nice and relaxed grip. Uh, personally, this is something I've been wanting for a long time since the Switch even came out. Um, just because, you know, as cool as the Switch controller uh, Joy-Cons are, you know, they are a little bit small and they can be a little bit funky in the hand. Uh, so if you're like me and you like to do long hours playing Final Fantasy or uh, Star, uh, Sea of Stars, uh, definitely take a look at that uh, Split Pad mm-hmm. Pro for the Switch. Cool. And we'll I'll include links for all of these in the comments or description. Great. All right, Logan, what do you think? What would you like this holiday season as a gamer? Yeah, so I, there's yeah. a couple good options, which mm-hmm. uh, is actually supposed to be pretty great, too. And I'm not the biggest fan of Razer products kind of anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, the <laughs> Razer Kitsune is supposed to be pretty pretty awesome, actually. Um, so, yeah, either one of those, I think, are super super good options. And, uh, wow. yeah, there's a lot of awesome fighting games coming out and that are already out. So I think uh, picking one of those up for anybody that likes those type of games uh, is probably yeah, good, good if you haven't if you haven't seen these folks... Um, the the new the new uh what do we even call them you know joystick uh con- I, I'm blanking arcade, arcade controller arcade, arcade controller, controller yeah. right um instead of having that actual physical joystick now we actually have four buttons assigned to the movement um and it it mm. they're just clean they're they're really well crafted uh, sorry kitty aggro folks um shouts out to the Coliseum uh the the fighting game uh uh fighting game community uh they have oh we lost him he's down the cat cat attack the, the cat still tyler, we can't hear you can't hear your mic tyler we can't hear you we can't hear you okay we're moving on <laughs> uh we'll move uh, while tyler's trying to fix his his audio um, i'm back I'm, okay oh, he I was... oh he's gone again we lost him again we lost I was just saying my cat really doesn't want me to record today. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, but get, yeah, get a hitbox controller. If you like fighting games, uh, get a hitbox controller. They're amazing. I would love one myself. Hitbox, please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Half of our show is just begging for people to give us stuff. Um, <laughs> please, please. Okay, so uh, for me then, my next one is probably not going to be a big surprise. Um I want to start picking out a couple of... We have a couple of more hardware things, but I also want to talk about individual games. Um, And I I can't talk enough about Alan Wake 2, so I'm going to go there first. Alan Wake 2 is such an amazing game. My personal game of the year. So if you have a game in your life and they don't have that game already, and they like those... It's it's considered a survival horror game, but so much more than that. It is a little creepy. So, you know, take age considerations in mind, but amazing game. Uh, yeah, I, I've personally been enjoying Alan Wake Two upon Alex's recommendation. And uh, if you, if if someone in your life really likes the older uh, Resident Evil series, I mean, even in the newer Resident Evil series games, um, and they like investigations, they like extremely thematic uh, storytelling. Um, Alan Wake Two is the game for them. It's it's not the kind of game I would typically play um but i'm enjoying it thoroughly just because of how well crafted it is if you watched our game awards episode or you saw the game awards yourself you saw that they got a large amount of awards um which is well deserved and they kind of got uh best music robbed from them from final fantasy 16 but that's a different (laughs) topic um okay so uh yeah alan wake 2 pick it up all right your turn (sighs) 
Alrighty, my turn. All right. I'm going to go a little bit off our list here. Um, I think uh, I want to kind of just... I just kind of want to plug both the Steam Deck and the... It's the PlayStation Portal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to plug both of those because they've just really um, gone a long way in their innovations towards handheld gaming. If you have someone in your life who has a large PlayStation library, if you're someone like me who has a large Steam library, um, both of those options are uh, really well-reviewed handheld devices. Um, you know, decent battery life, nice screens. Uh, they have seemed to be able to play a vast majority of the games that are on um, mm-hmm. both the PC and PlayStation. So um, if you have someone in your life who you think you know ha- really enjoys those particular um libraries um and systems uh i i've heard nothing but great things about the steam deck as well as the playstation portal um so definitely a great item to pick up if you're looking for something a little bit higher on the budget realm um for someone who's uh who likes to game on the go you actually reminded me of one i'm going to bring up <laughs> so I'll, I'll wait it's logan's turn yeah cool yeah i'll put pl- i'll plug a game too uh since uh since alex kind of started that um there's a really great game that actually uh riot forge published so uh if you don't know riot forge is like uh basically a publishing arm we have at riot um that uh publishes like more compact single player story based games um so there's a really cool game that came out not too long ago called uh, song of nunu it's yeah. uh, a single player RPG based on a uh, you know beloved new new character from League of Legends. Um, came out at the beginning of November. Uh, is overwhelmingly positive on Steam, uh, and Woo. the community is is loving it um, so far. So uh, definitely check it out. It's a really cool game. Uh, pretty compact, like tight story based game, um, but it's super fun, super charming, uh, and probably a good cozy winter game. So nice. yeah, I think you're totally one. right. It's really funny. Uh, we've saw some like we saw some like tiktokers and and uh, instagrammers like talking about it and we could tell we're like do they not know that this is like part of the league of legends universe like it was like oh, <laughs> oh pick up they're... this cozy game called new news uh, you know and i'm like, like they had no idea who it was. they had no idea so uh if you're if you're uh, a new new player like i am uh definitely pick that one up because they just do they've done a great job and you might also be familiar with um what was the other title uh logan that was um the turn-based strategy title that was the same publisher oh was it uh so there's been a few was it mage seeker that one's not mage really turn-based Seek- i don't well think. there was it had uh oh shoot now that i'm on camera i'm gonna forget everyone's name um but but either way there's been a few of these titles that riot has like co-championed and they've all been really well reviewed so mm-hmm. uh, if you're a league of legends player this is a great place cool. to start well i want to stay on track a little bit because we are quickly running out of time and we have a lot more uh, items to go through yeah go for it so i'm gonna move us on uh tyler did remind me this was something that we didn't have on our list but you were talking about handhelds that it reminded me um so i have actually a backbone controller if you've ever heard of these um and you can get them basically what it allows you to do is you plug your phone into it and then you can download um either the playstation remote app or steam remote app or whatever and you can play video games remotely on your phone and it acts like a controller it also works on um just like native uh games so you know ios or android games and i really enjoy it and it's a cheaper alternative i see your cat jumping on your head um it's a cheaper alternative to like the steam deck or the playstation portal and um i really enjoy it so i am gonna i'm gonna shout that one out all right tyler i'm gonna shout out uh a cat 
repellent uh, spray. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Um, you know what? I'll, I will plug something that I use every day um, and that Alex was nice enough to buy me. I believe this was last year for Christmas. Um, so this is the Delta Carpio uh, Wrist Rest. It is for uh, your mouse uh, computer. Oh, yeah, you have your strapped on. So um, it is a convenient rest with... Um, I'm not even sure what material this is. Kind of like a micro, like I don't know, like a it's, like a silky smooth material that helps you glide your uh, mouse over your mouse pad. Personally, it took a while. It took me a week or two to get used to, but now that I'm used to it, I use it all the time. Great for shooter players, um, but really great for anything. Yeah, it's it's good for helping. Um, like if your wrist hurts after playing games, um, it's good for that. And the new one comes with a wrist strap, so. All right, Logan. Uh, shoot, I'm running out of ideas. I think uh, maybe the last one I'll plug is, uh, again, maybe this is kind of a niche product, but like, uh, I love playing like old GameCube games. Uh, so like a, a pretty high quality nice. like GameCube controller always goes a long way. Um, they're kind of hard to find nowadays, so you can mm-hmm. uh, find custom builders on Etsy that will kind of scrap them for parts and like make an actual working good GameCube wow. controller. Um, but those that's a really good gift i think pretty thoughtful if somebody's into that like kind of retro game stuff uh and yeah pretty pretty i think that's a great gift idea yeah yeah very cool all right then i'm gonna go down the list again um i'm gonna talk about another game so can't go wrong god of war ragnarok if you have a Mm -hmm. playstation um user in your life god of war ragnarok is uh you know one of the nominated game of the years amazing game just uh, announced some new free DLC, so the game yeah. is is got a kind of a, a fresh uh, drop of content. Highly recommend. I mean, it's one of the cornerstone of PlayStation games. So if somebody in your life doesn't have the God of War games, then that, that one is a is a great product. Yeah, I I think I'd like to pitch for my next item, uh, kind of a more age friendly option. Um, so if you uh you know say you're a parent or a grandparent, you're looking for a good game option for the younger children. Um, that you you know you could feel safe about. Um, that you're not you know handing uh them the next GTA copy. Uh. And their parents are not going to appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and plug Super Mario Wonder. Uh, it was a huge uh, success this year. A new Mario game came out, introducing new mechanics. Um, of course, alongside all the mechanics we know and love in the Mario titles, it is a multiplayer game. So it's great for uh, kids and their siblings or their cousins and friends during the family time. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Super Mario Wonder. Um, great gift idea. Um, really going to. Uh, enhance your holidays uh this year and it's going to get the kids excited so mm-hmm. all right logan got anything for us or you want to go off think, the list uh hmm i think i'm probably tapped on ideas i think the best advice i can give is you know find find uh, a game that that the person in your life you know maybe likes to play like uh, and buy them some like virtual currency to buy buy you know something in that game so uh, if they play like rocket league buy them some rocket league points and you know let them buy a, a new skin for their car or, uh anything like that uh, i think goes a long way too because there's oftentimes things that you know as a gamer you kind of want to buy but are a little hard to justify spending you yeah. know 20 bucks on like a, a skin for your car in rocket league but uh you know actually can be super awesome uh mm-hmm. to have once you have them so something like that i think uh, goes a long way yeah good recommendation yeah so I'm going to go, uh, I'm probably just going to knock out a couple of games here then. Sure. So, um, so 
here I'm gonna go through a couple of games that are, are very popular this year. So if you have somebody, if you need ideas, you know, what game do I get? Oh, my friend or partner or kids or whatever. Um, these are some good ideas. So Spider-Man Two. Now this is a, I believe, is a PlayStation exclusive game. So if they have a PlayStation, this is another great game, uh, another cornerstone game. And um, Baldur's Gate Three available on most platforms. I think it just came out on Xbox. I think yep. it's a, uh, it's definitely on available on the PC. Uh, one game of the year at the Game Awards. High, if it's an RPG, so if they like those type of games, uh, you cannot go wrong. If you if person likes Dungeons and Dragons, that is this is the game for them. Um, let's see. If you if the person you're trying to buy gifts for has a Nintendo Switch, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That was the big Nintendo Switch game this year. It's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, which was, uh, you know. Flooded with awards. Just the Kingdom also heavily award winning. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Oh, if you have a sports gamer in your life, um, I don't personally play them, but the the what used to be called FIFA is now called the EA Sports uh, FC. There's also the the basketball games and the and the football games. So those are probably some of the best selling games in the world. But um, you know, and they're annualized. So even if they have an older version of it you buy the newer version and they'll appreciate it a lot. So if they like sports and they like gaming, getting them the latest sports game that they like is probably yeah. a, a safe bet. safe bet. <laughs> Great games to play Christmas morning too, you know, like unpack, yeah. play a, yeah. a round of FIFA against, you know, your cousin or whatever. It's uh, good times. Yeah. Easy, easy uh, fun during the holiday. That being said, now that you brought up the Switch, I got to I got to shout out Sea of Stars. Uh, it did win a best debut indie title this year, or was a best indie title? I'm sorry, guys. Either way, it won an award at the Game Awards this year. Uh, sea of Stars, uh, amazing Nintendo Switch game, also on Xbox Pass. Um, so definitely check that one out if you are a Chrono Trigger fan. If you're a Final Fantasy, the older style Final Fantasy fan, uh, definitely a game that you should be checking out. Very cool. So I'm going to think I'm going to finish this off here by talking about a controller and then some headsets. So um, I personally and I personally use some of these things. So here I have my my scuff controller. So scuff uh, is this company that basically makes high quality controllers for both PC and console. So they have uh, variations for the PlayStation, the Xbox and the PC. I have the PC variant here, extremely high quality. So if you have a, a gamer in your life that, you know, plays a lot, um, they will appreciate a, a scuff controller because it, 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 they have like, for instance, they have special triggers on the back. It's weighted very nicely. The buttons are very tactile. Um, it, it's not it's not a casual controller. It's a very it's very much meant for somebody who plays a lot. So highly recommend uh, a scuff controller. Then also if uh, something that is kind of a cornerstone in, in gaming is you know having a good headset. So if they have a, a console, the consoles have their own specific headsets. For instance, the PlayStation has the um, has their own headset. I believe Xbox has a has their has a headset as well. So those are great as well as if they want to go and um uh kind of off of the 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 brand uh, uh off of the like console brand there's a, a couple of good options so um 
I'm going to name a few of those. And it's kind of hard to say, like, I, I don't want to say that there's one definitive brand over another because they all have their pros and cons and people are going to have different opinions about the sound quality. But we're going to we're going to list a few good ones. So Steel Series is a brand that makes headsets that are very good. Steel Series Arctis Nova Pro is the, the kind of top tier one right now. I believe I have an older model of that. So I use a Steel Series myself. I love it. Um, Razer has a new one that's been getting a lot of buzz called the Bla- Razer Black Shark V2. And I believe all of these have variations for the PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. So you can you can get any of these for them. Um, Logitech has a really good wireless headset called the Logitech G Pro X2 Lightspeed. And then another good brand is Astro. Astro has the A40, A50 series, which is a wireless headset that is well-known. I, I used to have Astro, liked them a lot. Um, decided to try out Steel Series, and now I like a Steel Series too. So um, you can't go wrong with any of those brands, any of those headsets. But it'll it it adds a whole new level of immersion and a really high level sound quality, as well as a, a microphone for chatting. So uh, if somebody is a gamer in your life and they don't have a headset, they should probably get one. <laughs> yep, okay. for sure. You guys, got any uh, last minute holiday gift ideas? Uh, I think the only last thing I'll throw in is just some of my big games that if I was a gamer and I didn't own these, uh, I would be very happy to receive. So I'll just call out Cyberpunk 2077 once again. Great state. Uh, if you were waiting on that game, that's an uh, uh, amazing game. Uh, if someone you know or love is uh, still waiting to pick that one up, pick it up for them. You will be doing them a favor. Um, Alex already mentioned Boulder's Gate 3. That's just an easy win for anyone, any RPG fan. Uh, I'm going to call out Remnant 2 because it was just a sleeper for me this year. Um, incredible game. If you like Dark Souls-like games, if you like shooters, um, that is a must-play. Um, don't buy Starfield uh, next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh RoboCop. If you're a big 80s movie fan like me, RoboCop was an amazing uh, title this year. So immersive. Uh, But I'll stop there. There's a lot of games we could go into, a lot of different age groups and gamers. um, But uh, yeah, with with those games, you you can't steer them in the wrong direction. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Logan, for for stopping by. I hope we can get you back on another episode. We'll pick your brain. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. East Coast time on podcast services and YouTube. You can find us on Instagram, threads, and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. See ya. (laughs)